Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful and beautiful Tuesday morning. Hope everybody had a great night's sleep last night and ready to hit the day running. Appreciate you all for tuning in and joining me each and every morning for these devotions. I uh, run to an individual last night said they watched on a regular basis and that made me feel good. And uh, it shocks me the amount of people who watch these. may not always get up early and, and watch live, but they may watch them throughout the day. So I praise God for uh, using these to minister in any way. And uh, so that is uh, pretty awesome. Let's see what we got watching this morning. Let's see here. We got Tracy Little, Rusty Boss, Brandy Boy Young, Darlene Barker, Jennifer Corby Williams, and uh, quite a few more by just all the names that I see so far. But uh, appreciate again uh, for tuning in. All right, my friends, at this time, let's do our morning Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands, one Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty to all who believe. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It will hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. All right. Praise God for being able to have the freedom to say these wonderful pledges each and every morning. And I don't know about you all, but uh, it fills me with a sense of patriotism, and uh, I love this country, and that's why I tried to serve in the Air Force, and uh, I, uh, it kills me to see how our current administration is doing everything in its power to destroy uh, this nation. And I guess that leads us up to Mad Matt's news and comment. <laughs> and uh, it is, uh, hello, Kelly Jeanette Swift and Mike Hensley. It is uh, sad to see how if this Title 42, if it uh, is uh, if it's voted out, uh, I forgot how many thousands and thousands and thousands. I mean, you talk about a pure invasion coming across our, our, our border. They were showing the buses where they're bringing in these illegal immigrants into uh, certain cities and dropping them off. Uh, I mean, you're going to see uh, crime rates skyrocketing. It's going to it's going to get bad. I, people, there's just no way our infrastructure can handle it. We got people, kids right here in Washington County, Unicoi, uh, you know, Carter County, who are starving right now, who need are poverty stricken, who need help, and yet you know they're giving free cell phone stuff to the illegal immigrants coming across the uh, border. It's 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 insanity. But that's what they want to do. They want to break down. They want to destroy what we have so they can rebuild it in what they want. And uh, it is not in a way that is going to be pleasing, I can guarantee you that. And then, uh, uh, you know, as, as bad as that is, and then you see the, the spiritual, mental, and emotional attack on our country. Uh, Mike, uh, Mike Hensley and, uh, uh, sent me an um, uh, article, uh, or Kim, might have been Kim, I can't remember, or both, but uh, talking about, um, you may have seen it, it's been in the news, uh, talking about the heiress. Uh, it's Walt Disney's great-granddaughter, uh, who's now come out as transgender, uh, which is uh, nauseating to say the least. And uh, uh, I got mixed up when they sent that to me. I thought it was talking about his 
I guess his granddaughter once been running her mouth big time on Fox News, so I got too confused. But um, but anyway, uh, to see this push for mental illness uh, and to normalize it is so deeply disturbing. And the fact they're trying to normalize this disorder uh, that is spiritual, mental, and emotional, what you're going to see in future generations is uh, a high level of suicide rates. And the reason being is because these kids who've been brainwashed into thinking this is okay, this is normal, uh, they're going to see how this is not in any way, shape, form, or fashion. That's why there's such a high rate of depression and such a high rate of suicide among in the LGBTQ. And it's not because of a lack of acceptance. It's because morally, spiritually, emotionally, they can't handle it. They know deep down it is wrong. Uh, the um, the high rate of uh, physical abuse in, with, among these individuals is, is three times higher than that of heterosexual relationships. Uh, they don't laugh. Uh, infidelity, disease, it, it, the list goes on and on. And so what these, these idiot liberals don't realize, it is a, you're going to see future problems as a result of this push for this perverse hedonistic lifestyle choice. And it's only indicative and parallels the uh, fact that our moral decline of our country and the lack of God thereof, and that's why we're seeing this being pushed, and that's why we're seeing the epitome of Sodom and Gomorrah and right before our eyes. In fact, I think we make Sodom and Gomorrah look like a, a church picnic. Uh, hello, Karen Smith and Terry Hudson. Appreciate you joining me this morning. And that's why we need to really pray for our nation. That's why it's going to take men and women to stand up for what is right. And I tell you, men in particular, you know, there is the, uh, I know when it comes to masculinity, you know, uh, there's the hyper-masculinity roles that you would see like in the 80s movies, uh, which I miss of the, uh, you know, the real men's men kind of John Wayne uh, kind of uh, attitudes and stuff. Yeah, that might have been a hyper-reflection, but I'd rather see that than this emasculated bunch of weenies that we see and portrayed in television and movies that we see today. I mean, at commercials, every time you turn around, it's an, an effeminate man. I just, it's just nauseating. And this really goes back to the 80s. I remember when I was a kid watching something like uh, The Bionic Man or something like that and, and uh, the, some of the lines that were uh, spoken of spoken uh, in those shows were women saying, I wish men were more sensitive. No, men need to be men and women need to be women. And sometimes a man needs, may need to show more sensitivity uh, towards his wife and children. That, may, that much is true. But sometimes you've got to be a man, shake his hand, look him in the eyes, give a good firm handshake, not that dead fish handshake. Be a gentleman. Open car doors for your ladies. Uh, you know, show your boys how to go fishing and hunting and uh, what, it mean, what it means to be a man. I'm tired of these men, uh, their lack of roles in the home. They, they, don't, they just want to party and play and video games or whatever it is. They're not being the men they're supposed to be. And uh, absentee fathers. And that's why we have a, a generation of uh, effeminate boys because all they see is strong, domineering women. And, and it's just uh, they don't know what it means to... Uh, to be a man, because no man has been there to show what a Christian father should be, what the role of the Heavenly Father is, and that's why we have such a moral decline in our nation as it is. And uh, my friends, it's only going to get worse, and until we stand up and do something, you know, I know everybody's advocating for DeSantis or Trump to um, uh, maybe run for the president, uh, you know, hopefully maybe one of those will get in and win it, but I'll be honest with you, 
if this last election is any indication how the uh, votes can be manipulated, I'll be surprised if we, we get another conservative back in office. They're already in certain states reinstating the uh, face diaper and indoors. Uh, there's uh, talking about, I forgot what state it was. And they're going to push this uh, COVID thing. You realize it's not going away. I mean, you just might as well get it through your head. They're going to come out. Uh, Fauci, even a fraud he is, already coming out saying, well, there's another variant or whatever. They're going to keep doing something. They like the control. They like the power. And they're not going to give that up so you might as well just get that through your heads right now and realize that uh, people like me probably going to go to jail because when they tell me to put that mask on i'm going to tell them where they can roll it up turn it sideways and put it and i know that may not sound like a very pastorly thing to say but i've about had a belly full of their oppression so get your drum and fife out and uh let's uh have another revolution if you will and i don't mean burning brawls because i'm not burning mine <laughs> Hello, Donna Taylor. All right, let's go ahead and look at our verse this morning of discussion. Uh, Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. And again, that is Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. You know, my friends, when it comes to salvation, you know, there's things that we need to understand to be aware of. And... Sometimes when I throw I throw terms out and words, you know, I might you know sometimes I might throw out some big words, and I and I don't mean it in a way to, to flaunt my education by no stretch of imagination, and uh, and I do believe a pastor needs to to have went to Bible college. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, my great grandfather was a pastor. He did not go to Bible college. He's a good man, loved the Lord, and uh, and I do believe that God in rare instances in this day and age can bring up somebody to preach that does not go to school. But uh, I think in this present time, you can only uh, take somebody as far as your education will allow. And it does bother me when I see uh, uh, somebody just pop up one day, say, hey, I think I'm going to be a preacher, and then all of a sudden they start preaching. And the reason why, you know, to me, it is uh, the same as uh, somebody waking up one day and say, hey, I read a few biology books. I think I'm going to practice medicine. Well, that'd be insane. You're thinking, well, how would you uh, know how to administer the proper doses? How would you be able to diagnose these uh, certain symptoms or diseases and uh, things that come up without the proper knowledge and education? And to me, it's even more important because you're dealing with somebody's uh, eternity, uh, where they're going to spend all of eternity. And a lot of well-meaning individuals who were sincere, were sincerely wrong, have had totally misinterpreted Scripture. You know, that's where, where you get a lot of legalistic uh, ideals and uh, with the short hair and women supposed to wear dresses and men supposed to wear shirts with collar. I mean, you, you, you have uh, a lot of cults have been a result of misinterpretations. And, and if you're not doing the, have the proper knowledge to lead people in the right direction, then that, that's a detriment. You know, you're hurting people. And so it bothers me. And uh, you know, I've seen a few posts of some individuals that uh, are supposedly out there. And, I, I you know, I, I, I praise God that I was blessed to be able to go to school. And I, and I don't mean to flaunt that in front of anybody's face who did not have that luxury uh, as I did. But the, I just don't see how in the world uh, I, I, it terrifies me now to whenever time I speak that I want to mislead somebody and without that background without being able to go to school I, I just I don't see I, there's no way I, I mean I just you know to have the understanding you know when you look at something like this you know uh, William Carey 
was uh, going to, he felt led to go to do missions in India. And uh, he was told by a prominent minister of the time that uh, he didn't need to go, that, uh, that God was sovereign, and if, uh, the, if he wants them to have the gospel, they'll have it, and there's no reason for him to go. And there's a lot of people who have that misunderstanding. Well, God's sovereign, God's in control, then there's no need for us to, um, uh, to go out and minister. And uh, you know, so, you know, it comes to terms like monergism and synergism and things like that. Do you have to have an understanding, uh, even though those are, are words you're thinking, what in the world is he talking about? But when you, when you look at uh, the aspects of the, the definition of these, and I'm not going to get into textbook definitions, but just generalities, is the fact that, um, yes, God is sovereign, but um, and some people have the uh, misunderstanding that you have some role in your salvation, uh, that you, uh, that God uh, uh, can only do so much, and then you decide if you're going to be saved or not. Uh, but we realize that, yes, God chose us before the foundation of the world. And we understand election, uh, another term that sometimes can be very hard to understand. And when you understand that, yes, you were chosen for the foundation of the world, and when the Holy Spirit touched your heart, opened your eyes, God chose you. It makes your salvation that much more special and wonderful. However, we still have responsibility, even though God is sovereign, even though we have free will, we have to understand that we have a responsibility to get out and share the gospel of Jesus Christ with all those in the world. We don't know who the elect are. We don't know who the chosen is. And just because God is sovereign and in control, we still have a work to do. We have a purpose on this earth while we're here. If you ever wonder why you exist, why your purpose is, that is to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, with all of our strength. We are to put him first above all things. We are here to serve him for his glory. You know, first and foremost, you can't be used to bring others to salvation if you've not made that commitment to Christ yourself. You have to make sure you understand it. Make sure that you've accepted Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. And then that's when that work and that sanctification begins. That's when uh, we understand what redemption is. That's why we understand that, you know, even though Christ has chosen us, we still bear the responsibility of spending that time in the Word, spending that time in prayer, and going out and sharing the gospel with anybody and anyone who will listen, whether it's William Carey, he went to India. And if you look at William Carey, uh, he had a very tough life. You know, he spent many, many years and saw very to little uh, converts. Uh, in fact, his wife went insane while he was there. And, you know, then again, if you're married, that's, you know, not that far off of a stretch for that to happen for any man. But <laughs> I'm joking, ladies. I'm joking. Don't hurt me. But, uh, but no, she went uh, crazy and. Uh, I think she committed suicide. I can't remember now if that she did or not. I know she had a lot of mental problems. But anyway, uh, however, even though he saw little to uh, no conversions, uh, the, the schools he started, the, um, the amount of translation, biblical translations that he uh, had made, uh, made significant impacts uh, in, uh, in the world as far as Christianity. And that's why I like William Carey is because, you know, sometimes as a pastor, you don't always see uh, a return, if you will. You know, you don't know. You know, sometimes I, uh, you feel like you, you're not. You know, is this? You know, am I doing the right thing? You know, you're not seeing a lot of converts, and you know, is this the right path that I'm on? And I'm always praying, Lord, you put me where you want me. You take me where you want me. You do with me what you will. If it's staying right here at Fountain Love Bible Church, great. If it's to go to 
the deepest, darkest parts of Africa, great. If it's to go to New York or California, I just want to be used for God's glory. I just, that's all I want. That's all I'm, I was looking for is to be used for God's glory. And we may not understand this side of heaven, the impact we may have uh, on this world, but you've got to be willing to be used for God's glory. You've got to be willing to get out there and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so, you know, that's one reason why I've always said I've always enjoyed woodworking is, you know, even though I'm not uh, that skilled or that good at it, but I enjoy it because I can see from beginning to end the finished product. You know, it's like, wow, you know, that's, you know, I like seeing that. As a pastor, you don't see that, you know, you don't have no idea if you're making any kind of impact, if you're touching any lives or, you know, if, if you're just, you know, people just blowing you off and, you know, you just don't have a clue sometimes. And uh, But see, that's why we have to get out there. That's why we have to be out there uh, willing to be used for the Lord from start to finish. We have to be able to use, be used for God's good work. And uh, we can't just simply sit back and say, well, God's in control, God's sovereign, and no point in me going out and doing anything. We don't need to have that kind of attitude. We need to make sure that we are here to do God's work. And ask yourself, am I being used for the Lord? Am I willing to be, do I speak openly about the Lord in my workplace? Now, that could be very uh, sketchy. You know, I know that uh, it's tough, particularly if you're a, a teacher. You know, you have to be very careful if you bring anything up about the Lord because uh, you know that you could probably most likely lose your job or you're going to get sued, the school board's going to get sued. But uh, that's something you have to pray about. It's between you and God. And uh, just like, you know, I, my tattoos when I was a substitute teacher, I wouldn't even bring nothing up. But they would see those tattoos and they would start asking questions and then I'd smile because I'd be like, well, now this is, I want to tell you about Jesus. Is that okay? And they, the majority would say, yes, you'd see a few you could tell didn't want it. But I said, so there you go. They asked me. So what are they going to do? So I was able to talk to them about the Lord. You know, maybe that gives, you know, as a teacher, maybe that, um, you know, if they're asking you, what do you, you know, they don't make it say anything. You know, maybe that's a way to weigh in. Wherever you work at, you know, find ways to talk to people about the Lord. You know, maybe hand them a, a track that goes over the plan of salvation. Uh, invite people to church, you know. But if you're acting one way at the workplace and acting another way at church, then what message is that sending out? You know, it's one way. It's easy to act one way at a church. And you ever think you're a good Christian, but you're at the workplace and you're right there telling the dirty jokes and you're out there having the beers and you're doing whatever. You know, now I'm not saying that drinking in and of itself is wrong. All right, uh, don't don't be upset if you have a beer, have a glass of wine. That's you're not going to hell. All right, it's just all things in moderation. You know, a preacher can get up there and condemn alcohol, but at the same time, that same preacher could be up there, um, um, you know, fat and, and eating a. Uh, um, uh, you know, more than they should and, and having the sin of gluttony. Sorry, I was getting a little sidetracked. Dad sent me a text and uh, um, and he's asking me, uh, uh, he want me to uh, make sure I was taking a part of the Easter sunrise service. So sorry about that. So blame him for getting me sidetracked. I told him all the time, quit aggravating me when I'm trying to do devotions. <laughs> he's a mean, mean little man. But we have to be diligent on our part. We have to make sure we're doing what we're supposed to do and make sure we're having those, the proper relationships between not only us and Jesus Christ, but with other Christians. And, you know, and with dealing with other Christians, that may not always be uh, easy to do. You know, uh, just because somebody else is saved doesn't mean that you're all going to get along and like each other. You know, there's a lot of people out there who are Christians. I know they love the Lord, 
but they just they don't like me or i may not uh, care a whole lot for them you know and um i can't understand why anybody wouldn't like me i'm so lovable but <laughs> but so we need to make sure we're working on those uh those uh, relationships you know it's one thing to have that personal relationship with jesus christ but we don't need to neglect that corporate level of our relationships with other people within the church as well and the church is important i've, I've talked to a lot of people who say well i commune with god it's just me and him when i go hiking or or uh, go fishing or hunting you know and i don't need church no you need church see you need to be in the church with like-minded believers you need that fellowship there's a reason why god's word says don't forsake the assembling of your yourselves together with like-minded believers it's important it's imperative to make sure that you are there and that you, and that's how it nurtures that relationship it it spurs on that growth yes you can have that one-on-one -on -one time with you and god wherever you're at but that's why church is important that's why it's so sad to see how many have neglected and turned their backs on church so don't don't neglect that make sure you're pursuant in your growth relationship with jesus christ and realize that even though we know god is sovereign in control we still have a work we still have a mission and we still got to get there and see souls saved now more than ever because the devil is really putting on a spirit of oppression uh, among the christian community and uh, on this country and the world as a whole and remember i said oppression there's a difference between possession and oppression now the christians cannot be possessed by the devil all right uh, but they can be and uh, have an oppression so make sure you understand the difference and distinction on that and that's why we have to continue our growth and continue our fight and put on the whole armor of god let us pray and Father lord we just thank you love you and praise you Lord, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Uh, Lord, help us to every day to do your perfect work and will. Help us to be a witness to you. Help us to be willing to go to the highways and the byways to be used by you in any way, in any capacity. Lord, help us to uh, be sent to the right person at the right place and time and to be able to share the gospel. Help us, Lord, to grow continually and never neglect our time in the word and prayer. Lord, is there anyone watching or listening this morning that doesn't know you? Let them pray this prayer. Dear God. Forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, I just pray that you be with all my brothers and sisters of Christ who are watching this morning. That you keep them safe and well as they're going out and coming in. Lord, please be with our children as they're going to school and work and play. Keep them safe and well. Lord, as I pray every morning, I pray for our brother in Christ, Tony Peters. You bring healing upon him. That you be with Ron Thompson. And uh, Lord, I pray that uh, uh, you be with uh, uh, the family of uh, Richard Hicks and uh, uh, so many others, Lord Jesus. And uh, that uh, I said I would pray for this offering up and asking for prayers. And Lord, I pray that you'll be with uh, all those today. And Lord, let us glorify you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, my friends, I do hope and pray everybody has a good day today, a safe day, and uh, Lord willing, we'll meet again in the morning at 6.15, and we'll have church tomorrow evening at 7 p.m. online. So hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless.